I wonder, can anybody tell me what the symbol on the screen means? Any guesses? Any guesses? Yes. Don't cross the road. It's a good guess. It looks a bit similar to a kind of don't enter, don't cross the road type of sign. Okay, it's not that. Any, any other guesses as to what that might mean? Sorry? The shade's broke. The shade's broke. Yeah. Okay. Any other guesses? No? Oh, yes. Train station. Train station. Oh, like if it, oh, like one of the like on the underground or something, but it's a bit wonky and it's just a bit of script. I see what you're saying now. I was like, what? Yeah, no, I get that now. It's a broken tube station sign or something like that. Could be. Anyone else? A halo, like a broken one. Yeah, that would be good, wouldn't it? Yes. Anyone else? Let me tell you. This is the symbol. Now, obviously, I'm assuming it's scientific or something. I'm not a scientist, so it's what, it's what Google told me. So if I'm wrong, blame Google. Um, but apparently, this symbol means empty. Okay? This is a symbol. So if, if you had something that was empty uh, in scientific terms and you wanted not to write down the word empty because scientists don't like to write too much, they like to just have symbols for things to confuse the rest of us. That's not the only reason, I'm sure. Just they, It would take up pages. Uh, they have a little symbol that says empty. So, let me explain why I thought that would be an important symbol to think about this morning. Is empty ever... You, is empty sometimes a bad thing? Mm. Yes. Yes. No, yeah. when's, it, when, when's empty a bad thing? Sorry? What was, that? what was that? When it's your purse, absolutely. When you've got no money, you look and you're, you're hoping to go and get that coffee. You're hoping to go and get that coffee in Costa or somewhere, one of the little cafes, and you open your purse and you go, oh no, I thought I had fiver. Oh no, there's nothing in there. Oh, then it's bad, isn't it? Yeah? Anybody else? When's it bad? Yes? When you've got no money in your chest? Well, like a money chest rather than like eating it or something, I suppose. Yeah. Someone down here said, when you've got no food, for me, it's when the biscuit barrel's empty or when the chocolate's gone from the cupboard, those sorts of things. That's bad then, isn't it? If it's bad when there's no biscuits, when there's no crisps left and you've just got the munchies. Okay. When's it good when something's empty and you can't have the answer, the tomb? Okay. When in your life is it good that... Something is empty. Yes. Um, when you're full up. When you're full up. So when your tummy's full and the plate is empty, that is a good thing. Absolutely. Yeah. Anybody else? Sorry. I'm gonna have to come down there because I can't hear you. They're talking too much. Oh, the put back problem. Okay, I didn't hear what you said. They're just rude, not Thank listening you. to me. Thank yeah. you. It's fine. Okay, yeah, anything else that's good when it's empty? Yes. Okay, good one. I think. Uh, for, for me, and I imagine some of the adults might agree with this, 
when the M4 or the M25 is empty. That, that is like a joy to behold. We were driving back from somewhere recently, and, and they were, all those signs went up. It was in the evening, and all the signs went up saying they were closing the M25 at a particular junction. And it was this lane closed, then this one, then this one, then this one. And we thought, oh, we're going to have to pull off, there's going to be a detour. Do you know what? We were about the last car to make it through. And so we, the whole of the M25 was empty in front of us, all four lanes. Oh, it was amazing. Now, sometimes it's a bit indifferent when, sometimes, when something's empty. Anyone, a bit in, anyone got anything where you just go, yeah, it's empty, so what? Anyone think of anything? No. Just, no? No. 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 Good. When you're relaxing your mind, are you just kind of like, yeah, got nothing on my mind? Now, Next to me here, next to me here, one out in front of me, here is where we have our baptismal pool. And usually, this is empty. Well, you could argue it's got air in it if we want to be pedantic, but usually, it's empty. Today, it's filled with water. And I'm told, I haven't tested it yet, I'm told it's quite a nice temperature. Okay? It's not like when Jesus was baptised and they did it in a river and it was a bit cold and Goodness knows what else is in there. It's reasonably clean. Someone's done a good job in there. But normally it's empty. And normally it's a bit like, well, it's empty. You know, I don't mind that it's empty. But I'd love to see it filled more often. I would definitely like to see it filled more often. Now, in the Bible, in Luke's Gospel, which we're going to look at in three parts today, It says this in chapter 24, verses 1 to 3. On the first day of the week, very early in the morning, the woman took spices they had prepared and went to the tomb. They found the stone rolled away from the tomb. But when they entered, they did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. Now, I just want you to imagine for a moment. Just for a moment. Last Sunday, here in church, we celebrated what we know as Palm Sunday. And, and for those that were here, it was fantastic. We had streamers, we were dancing, there were celebrations. It was a really exciting time. What we were doing, we were celebrating the day that Jesus arrived into Jerusalem because all of the Israelites thought, he's going to be our king. He's going to be our king. And they were right in one sense, he was. But it wasn't what they were expecting. They were thinking he was going to be an earthly king that would make Israel a great nation. It would be really exciting. And he fulfilled loads of prophecies. And they saw all of that and they went, yes, this is, this is really exciting. So they were waving palm branches. They were singing. They were going, Hosanna. So all the disciples, you can imagine, they've been with Jesus for a while. They're thinking, this is great. And then they get to Thursday, which is when they celebrate, uh, or they start celebrating the Passover. That's the first part of the Passover feast that they have. And it's a real celebratory time because they're remembering as a nation when they were released from captivity from Egypt. And so they're celebrating, they're having a really nice time together. And then in the middle of that meal, and we had a meal here on Thursday night, that's why we've got these uh, flags up, because we had an international meal. It was a really great time. Who was here and had a great time? You can say yes. People can't, yes. Yeah, I suppose it was all right. I had a really great time. It was a really lovely time to get together. We ate all sorts of food from around the world, which was delicious. Um, Some things were a bit garlicky. Some things apparently were a a little bit on the spicy side, nothing too strong. But it was great. And I'm hoping we do it again. But there's the disciples with Jesus. They've all been with him for a, a few years. They're getting to know him. He's 
He's one of their. He's like their best friend, and he's their leader, and they're fo- they're following him. And then in the middle of this meal, Jesus says, "One of you is going to betray me." So they're like, "What? Surely not." That's what? What are you talking about, Jesus? And then he says, "Peter, you're." going to deny me you're going to pretend you don't even know me now Peter was the guy who was like he was on fire he really loved Jesus he was like all out for Jesus so to be told that was a bit of a shock then of course Good Friday happens and all those things come true and it ends up so this is less than a week after they were celebrating less than a week so Sunday to Friday imagine that was your week that on Sunday you've just seen whoever it might be riding into town and you're like wait it's great to see them yeah woo woo and then by Friday they're nailed to a cross that, that's quite a week that's a, an emotional turmoil of a week so on Sunday morning it, it's the women that go down to the tomb it's the women I, I think that's really important that the women get a mention because the women in Jesus' day they were kind of sidelined but it's the women that go down to the tomb and they find that it is empty Now, if you've just had a week like they've had, I don't know how you'd feel. I I can only imagine how I would feel if I turned up. And I know a few people who've died. Some got cremated, some have graves. If I turned up at my grandma's grave and found that the the headstone wasn't there, I'd be pretty sad. I'd be pretty angry. I'd be, I'd just, what's going on? And yet these women arrive. They don't know what's happened. And yet that tomb is empty. We're going to continue to look at that story in a moment and find out what happens next. And many of us know it. It's a well-known story. But just just imagine for a moment you're one of those women. You've been through this roller coaster of a week. And you go down because you haven't had a chance to prepare the grave of Jesus properly like you wanted to. And so you go down the first day you've got a chance and you find that things aren't as you expect. First of all, the cross was empty. Next, the tomb was empty. 